breathe. Remember to breathe. Juliet took a deep breath and tried to remember what it was to feel calm and centered. Queenly, Thomas called her sometimes, usually with a touch of affectionate irony in his voice, and usually when he was putting her in a position where she felt anything but in command. She was taller than he was, a broad-shouldered, mahogany-skinned woman who prided herself on perfect posture and an air of self-possessed elegance and composure. Thomas had learned in the year they'd been together how to use her self-image against her, how to use bondage and costuming and his own roguish elegance to make her let go of her carefully cultivated self-possession, knowing that once that broke down, all her defenses would come down with it, and she would yield and yield and gleefully yield. And now he was taking it one step further. They'd usually played at home, or occasionally with a few select friends. Now he had brought her to her first large fetish event, where he was going to use her as the subject in a bondage demonstration. Her body was shaking with anticipation. That was the problem, the trembling. She needed to keep still, no matter how excited she was. Tonight, she was to be more mannequin than woman a base for a temporary costume of Thomas's design. He'd already put the first elements of the creation into place in his little curtained alcove that was serving as a dressing room. Dangling pearl earrings. Faux pearl cuff bracelets on each wrist, and a pearl choker with a large emerald pendant. Blatantly fake, but from a distance it looked like it belonged in the jewel box of some Renaissance queen. Pearls woven into her upswept hair, a g-string made from a scrap of cream and peach brocade. They might or might not actually glimpse, until she turned her back to them, the strand of pearls, part of the g-string, that ran between her legs. But Juliet was intensely aware of them, 